0: well folks uh week number three of the friday update has come and gone uh several couple weeks ago let's call it we're up to week number six now we don't have a week we don't have a number six in canada so you know what we're doing we're backtracking that's right we're all about the backtracking we've tracked down sean maffen what (laughs) maffen we've tracked down sean maffen he's in parts unknown uh sean are you there uh we are here what's going on bill we are here who's who's we
1: We are currently with Mr. Ryan Lockhart and his little guy, Meston.
0: Oh, Meston's there. You guys are out there in Chilliwack.
1: That's right. Yeah, we are currently at Chilliwack Arena Cross, uh, teaching some schools and riding some motorcycles.
0: Now, did you race last weekend? No.
1: No. I was strictly coaching last weekend, and I am strictly coaching this weekend as well, although I did ride today in practice.
0: I find that, how come you're uh, how come you're not riding?
2: Uh, didn't look very good, though. <laughs> didn't look great today.
0: Give us the truth, Ryan.
2: Didn't look great. No, he looked fine. He's good enough to race, but, you know, these pros these days, you know what I mean? They need
1: all the prep. They need prep.
0: He's got a career oh, number.
1: Was, uh, I haven't been on a bike since oh, DeChambeau, that's when that's everybody true. saw me laying in the first corner. So I figured I should maybe ease into it a little bit.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, who built the track? Couldn't you make it the uh, track a little way to ease you in, or what?
1: It's actually not bad. It's it's like I uh, I could race, but I was fastest today in, in vet in vet practice, and I didn't ride, and Ryan wasn't <laughs> riding, but I was fastest in that practice. And Brock Hoyer's and not back. Pro in the pro class, I was I was more blending in. You know, <laughs> the intermediate through with, me, so it was more of a blend. But uh, yeah, honest, trying to uh,
2: get it's the a Saskatchewan hero uh, Shane Langdale, right? Shane Langdale, you remember that name?
0: Not at all. Billy, you
2: remember that name, Shane Langdale?
0: Yeah, I'm gonna, not really. No. I should, but I don't.
2: Okay, he was like a CMA champ back in the day.
0: What day are you talking?
2: Well, like your day, like late
0: 80s early 90s okay well late 80s you had me early 90s i was gone okay never
2: mind that my joke's gone
0: i apologize okay don't don't let that stop you from trying no (laughs) i was
2: gonna say they're about the same speed
0: today (laughs) see that would have been funny if either of us got the reference but okay
1: Uh, that's a pretty good compliment
0: okay sean well let's uh let's talk about uh let's talk about you for a minute here um How, how, when, what year did you turn pro? Uh, 2008.
1: 2008. Yeah. I got a good
0: story about that one. Well, Ryan, you can't just say that.
2: Oh, I'll leave that alone. Well, yeah. Well, I remember, I remember a young, oh, we thought it was called Muffin Buyer back then because I didn't know who he was. All of a sudden, this guy on a Yamaha showed up at Gopher Dunes in 2008. And I was like, who is this number 85 on a white Yamaha? It was, they were white, right? He was
0: yeah. dangerous. He was dangerous.
2: And the guy whole shots, both motos. And I went down the first corner of both motos. And I was like, at the 20 minute mark, I'm like, who the hell is this guy in front of me? Just <laughs> s- sending it. Well, we got wow. him both motos, but we all thought as teams back then, it wasn't just KTM team. We all thought he had a big bore because he holds shot of both motos. I,
1: honestly, I actually big bore. I don't think it was a big bore, but we should maybe phone Randy and I should yeah. clarify. That. You might want to
2: double check with Randy Moffenbauer. Yeah, because
1: it could have been. But I think yeah, back 2008, first pro year for me. Hi, and good uh, all good.
0: <laughs> this is just a this is just a circus. What do you had a drive through now? <laughs> this is perfect. But you had a drive through.
2: Anyways, big board, Bill. Big four. I swear he had it, but that was the first time I knew Sean Moffenbeyer when he turned pro.
0: Right, and I think you had a bit of a reputation as being a bit wild on the track, Sean. There
1: was no control at all. <laughs> In fact I watch a lot of young kids today and I think to myself, you remind me a lot of when I was younger, you know. <laughs> a lot of people writing you off, saying you're not good enough, but you know, if you just keep trying and somehow survive, you you can make it.
0: All mm-hmm. right, well, you're technically. You I-
1: almost didn't survive that Nanaimo crash,
2: so in practice when you're on OTSFF the first year. That's true. You almost didn't survive
1: that one. That's true. That was a nasty one. Was
0: he on uh, the 450 or 250 then?
1: 250 two stroke. Oh, man. Great. Yeah, I, it was that split section, 2013. Caught the foot clipped caught the foot. A, Clipped the split section. Broke my collarbone. I erased the first moto. Not go well.
0: Wow. Okay, well, oh, you've arrived at your destination.
1: Ryan's running in and out, so <laughs> I think it's gone now. So.
0: Okay, well, let's talk about uh, last season, man. You. I know it didn't end. Uh, we'll get to that, of course, but uh, you had a couple of like thirds in motos. I think your best overall was a fourth. How were you riding? <clears throat> I mean, uh, how were you feeling last year and everything?
1: Yeah, uh, last year, last year was a tough one on me. I actually felt like uh, coming into it, I was in a good spot, and uh, yeah, we got and I just like, I just couldn't couldn't find that flow like I normally could, and just kind of some tough luck here and there. Like you said, there was good good spots of the season, and, and you know, yeah, like that was better. But yeah, just over, like man, just doesn't you know aren't click right, just just weird stuff happened every once in a while. And so, yeah, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't the greatest season for sure, but learned a lot. And, um, yeah, it was kind of one of those seasons too, uh, getting engaged and then, you know, having a wedding and everything, you know, there's a lot on my mind as well. So, um, you know, I think now that, uh, now that I've kind of gone through all that and experienced all of it and, uh, they'll you know, put it behind me a little bit it's it's pretty exciting coming into this year knowing that you know i've crossed a few things off the list and this is something that i still want to do and and can really put time and
0: effort into nice nice remember when i crashed your wedding for the free drinks
1: you did yes like, <laughs> who's this other bald guy here is it my uncle <laughs>
0: <laughs> i just grabbed a few took a few home <laughs> It was so hot, Sean. That was grossly hot.
1: It was not pleasant, but let me tell you, it's a day I will never forget. So,
0: <laughs> all right. Now, pe- riders say this all the time. They learned a lot. What do you think? You, what do you think you learned about yourself and how you handle situations, or about bike setup, or what? What do you? When you say you learned, I'm always curious when riders say they learned a lot.
1: That's actually a really good question because lots of people do say that, and then we all go, "Well, what did they learn? What did they?" change you See, there you go um I'm paying me, attention. Honestly, i came off for two years on the same bike from otf and then moved to mx 101 and so we had a lot of settings um you know coming over to there okay like this should work and this should be fine and uh a lot of things didn't translate and it's amazing to how um just different props reacted differently and just changed things it wasn't anything it was you know it was pretty small stuff um just with set up and stuff and and yeah and and honestly just um being a west coast guy and just having to travel out east last couple years and like living out there and stuff it it wasn't easy on on me and you know it was uh, obviously a great situation living with my uh my in-laws and stuff but at the same time, it would have been nice to go home a little bit more so kind of learning how to balance that throughout the year and, and taking the time when I need it and and when I don't and yeah that, you, to say that I learned a lot there's just so many things that I could you know rattle off that you know would be good bad and and and, and yeah you, big part of it is you learn why you love to do it and you know you learn certain things that you're like man I'm not willing to same risk I was you know five to
0: go you know. okay okay well I've been at this a long time and I haven't learned a thing
1: well that's good that's good honesty <laughs> alright honesty is key
0: all right, Sean. So uh, we go into Deschambault. It's the uh, the Monday race kind of thing, and the single deal, first corner. What the heck happened to you?
1: Yeah. So obviously, my starts were kind of my biggest um, weakness last year, and I was struggling to be consistent with them. And so I actually felt like I had a pretty good jump, and I had a gap in front of me, and I was like, okay, this is. It was perfect and you know, I had a bit of tunnel vision in that gap and then all of a sudden you know, we had one bike coming across and then we had the guys in the inside pushing us that way and all like I was in the middle and I was like, Oh shit, this is not gonna happen. And basically it just kinda ended with me um getting put side gap into the outside gap, just cartwheeling like ten of us essentially, you know, so yeah, it was a it was a bit of a weird one for sure, but I don't think anybody intentionally did it. I think it was a bit of a racing situation, and, you know, or strange day altogether. Even with Jess's crash, like, like right, I was truck sitting there and like you know I'm sulking because I just annihilated myself in the first corner, and then I lift my head and I see Jess endowing, and I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, so. It's kind of a weird day all in all
0: right now what did you hurt and uh what kind of you know what did you have to do and how are you now and all that stuff hey how are you now
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i cranked i messed my knee up a little bit um i had a partial tear on my acl uh two years ago now so i pretty much completely tore that off (laughs) so um yeah i don't have an acl but uh Honestly, it's been pretty good. Let it uh, let the swelling come down, and and keep working on it. And it actually after riding I was super impressed. I didn't even notice it to be completely honest. So that's one thing. It, it sounds, but I have strong legs to begin with. So I don't. As far as I understand, if you have weaker legs, then you know having torn ligaments like that it will affect you more. So having stronger legs you come come back um staying good right now and so yeah we're gonna uh keep monitoring it and my surgeon was kind of like hey like i can fix it, but this the route that it's gonna take and i was like well let's uh let's wait let's just see where this ends <laughs> up so
0: nice all that mountain biking is uh, is paying off for you with the strong legs there you go nice all right so uh so you go home i mean i guess People Without ACLs, though, it seems like everything is fine until you do it wrong and it blows up like a balloon, or like, oh, it's all of a sudden not fine,
1: <laughs> yeah. But it's hard to say, right? Because those same situations, even if you had an ACL or a repaired one, could tear it again as well,
0: yeah. You know, that's true. Maybe,
1: like, we'll give you that. You have a situation like AC where you come flying out the end of a set of whoops and you your leg out and it's like well that's not going to be an ideal situation whether you have an acl or not you know right. so totally it's it's kind of one of those things and i i've grown up with a handful of guys like bobby Kay that just like those guys didn't have acls for their entire careers you know <laughs> what i mean so just talking with those guys and figuring out you know like what you can and can't do and and um and even bobby Kay he and then like tore it like three months later and he's like, ah, I don't need that thing. (laughs) So, I, uh, there's quite a few guys that are kind of surrounding me that are like, hey man, you can get it fixed, but there's always the chance that you'll pop again. So.
0: Right. Right. Well, yeah, not to mention the time you're going to miss and everything and what the timing is always such a tough thing.
1: Yeah. And honestly, if it didn't feel as good as it does, I would be more worried about it. But like, it can do everything I want to do. And like, um, like, even on my power meter, like my left leg stronger than my right leg. And I'm like, it's lots of things where I'm like, well, it's doing everything I want it to do. It doesn't feel unstable and it doesn't like pop into my head when I'm riding. I can dab it. I can do all the things. And so I'm like, eh, make strong and keep the feet on the pegs.
0: (laughs) All right. So, after the season ended, we, of course, had the wedding, and then uh, then you head home. Did you guys go anywhere on honeymoon?
1: No. Um, so, yeah, we, we got married, and I was going to try to ride the Supercross, but um, just talking with Kevin and stuff, we were like, we don't really think it's worth it. I had that time off the bike, and there was so little time to prep, and it's like, man, is it even worth it going out there? So, so yeah, just uh, enjoyed the wedding, and then I actually – it was kind of a, you know, you sometimes feel like just things happen for a reason. One of my best friends I grew up with, um, you know, a couple blocks away with me, we've been friends basically since, um, you know, like three, he actually got married as well uh, hmm. a couple of weeks after and it kind of corresponded with the Supercross rounds and I wasn't going to be able to make it. And so I kind of surprised him a little bit and was able to make his wedding too, so you know out of all the negatives of last year that was pretty special for me to head home and and um be there for him in his wedding too and so yeah lots of lots of kind of cool um real life away from racing things happened to me last year and was able to you know take those in and experience them and really kind of about things
0: nice well that's good man that's uh yeah like you say funny how stuff like that happens right it- one thing gets shut and another thing opens so that's cool you're able to do that now now let's talk about um, I don't know what, what the deal is here you're kicking rocks down a dirt road I'm not sure what you're doing you're driving a gra- gravel truck great what, do you, what, do you, what were you doing there all that uh, sounds like uh, long work yeah
1: so it, obviously with crashing and stuff it wasn't the greatest year for um, paying the bills and stuff <laughs> so yeah got a job uh, went and worked uh, from basically October till about you know, two weeks ago, I was uh, driving rock trucks, building forestry roads. Was in a grader a little bit. Rock truck. Was in a hoe, doing all sorts of things. We were on the highway number one. We were doing highway number one work to get it back open from the, all the floods. And oh, okay. So yeah, got a real, real dose of reality and you know, sixteen-hour days and the rest of it. So,
0: so that's the thing that really makes you realize how much you love motocross.
1: That is what I have learned more than anything, Bill, (laughs) is, man, racing around a barn or out in a field is pretty dang special, and, uh, to have people support you and pay you to do it and back you is, it's pretty amazing, so, yeah, we're, uh, it it was a debate, honestly, um, you know, I, I never, never told myself, uh, that I wouldn't race. Year again but there was the question in my head i'm like look i can't do it I did it this year um job this is what i've done and made money at it. and my the last you know i don't even know seven eight years now so yeah that's how i've always treated it and um at the this year i was like man i get a job make some money and then you know right around christmas time and told kev I, I want to talk about next year and see if see if we can work something out and um but i did kind of thought in my mind i'm like look if it's not the deal that i think i deserve then i don't think i'm going to race it year. and so yeah kev was uh he uh him and i worked together quite a bit and and put together an awesome deal and I think uh, both the fans are pretty stoked right now and just excited, kinda of some old energy back into me as well, just from you know, taking a bit of a break from it and gaining some perspective and Yeah, having a little bit of real life in the in the life. So yeah, excited to uh get to work here, gonna head to California here in a couple weeks and see what we can do.
0: Okay, that's so what I was going to ask you. I I've, I saw Kevin Tyler down here a couple times, and last time I saw him, I guess last weekend, he's uh, he said that yeah, you're you're back full time Moto, so that's cool to hear. So you say you're going to come down here to California? That's I was going to ask you. My question was, you know, what does the training and prep look like, and for the team and for you? So will the will everybody come this way, or will you just come for a bit and then go for testing somewhere else?
1: Yes, I think Marco is going to stay on East Coast, right? Uh, and that's actually. To go back to uh, what I learned last year, that first year I hadn't gone down um in probably 10 years, hmm. so I kind of learned the value in you know what the tracks provide, whether you go east or west coast, being you know being in that environment versus staying up in Canada, and and so yeah, I'm gonna I've uh, I'm gonna head down to California, and and um, it's always worked well for me down there. And I went to Club of Mac there for a few years, kind of wanted to change and work with the team a little bit easier out there. So, But I'm going to head back down to California this year. And um, our motor there, Alan Brown, he lives right in California. So we'll be able to thing out of there and kind of develop thing the way we want here. And, yeah, so we'll kind of get to work on that and see what we can come up with.
0: Okay, now, oh, so you're going to, are you going to stay with Alan? I know in the past, uh, Keelan messon I mean, we'll have to get, uh, that's another story. We'll have to ask about uh, what uh, what he, how he's doing. But uh, you have in the past stayed with him down here. I guess uh, not this year or this year.
1: Yeah, so I think Keelan and I are actually going to stay in a place oh, cool. uh, close to where you are. Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, I don't think he's down there for a super long time. So I'll be down there a little longer than him, but okay. just kind of sorting out doing next year and getting his six in a row so but right. yeah it's funny him have like this weird uh winter training bond you could almost say <laughs> it's all it's it's we know how to push each other but and we know how to uh learn from each other and feed each other and and we also know how to separate each, each other when it's racing and kind of you know, go our separate ways in a sense, but yeah, being such good friends, it works out pretty amazing just to have a guy you can trust if anything happens, you have a big crash or whatever, you know, they're taking them, so that's pretty nice.
0: Okay, well that's cool, so when, when, sorry, when are you coming down here, in a couple weeks you said?
1: Yeah, I think I'll be down there actually next week.
0: Or just wait until I leave, I guess?
1: Yeah, pretty much, (laughs) I was going to ask you when you were coming home and then, you know, head down there. (laughs)
0: <laughs> all right well um i mean kind of a silly question but uh you know going into the season you know you know where you were last year i guess i know who you know you've looked and see who's probably coming back who's not coming back goals like you, you still see your got your as a you know as a chance at wins podiums what are you shooting for
1: yeah so i still have a goal so i you know i really want to win a 450 race that's something i haven't crossed my list yet and so yeah, I think uh, you know I can still achieve that, and that's something I want to do. So that's obviously a goal of mine. And then, say um, I don't really, I don't really compare myself too much, besides comparing myself to my previous self. So, you know, as people see me come off the, and they're like, "Wow, that guy looked off," and, <laughs> and honestly, it's it's not because of other riders or the position that I finished just Times I wrote, I'm like that was absolutely horrendous, you know, and that's not who I am or how I prepared this year. So, so yeah, I mean, there's there's certain goals around all that stuff that uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited to kind of put in place. Ryan's giving me the what for right now as he walks by, but as he's drinking a beer too, so we know where Ryan Lockhart's <laughs> goals are.
0: But, nice. Uh, well, I'm I'm um, being called now from the house. I I. We play Euchre every night here. We get quite competitive at Euchre. It's kind of funny. So I'm on a losing streak. I don't
1: know streak. what Euchre is, but it's you not know far it like? <laughs> All right,
0: never mind. All right, so <laughs> so real briefly, you're doing the uh, the schools. How are the schools going? I know that's usually something that's uh, – those are those go over very well normally at the uh, Future West Arena Cross stuff.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. Honestly, um, that I've really learned to enjoy over the last couple of years is coaching kids, and, you know, it's – you know – as bad as it was staying home last year in the spring and stuff for my career, I believe it also opened up a little bit of a door for me. Um, a lot of, man, I really enjoyed it and had a blast at it. And, uh, yeah, same thing in the barns here. It's, it's, it's super cool to see the kids progress and, and get better on a yearly basis. Nice man. what Family spring is, is pretty cool. Yeah. It's a really
0: cool thing yeah for sure man yeah it's excellent every year after year those are, uh, those, are those always go over well so well i tell you I, I know everybody listening to this is going to be happy to hear that you are officially signed with Ke- with uh, kevin uh, kevin tyler over there at mx 101 you're coming back i mean we always joked about uh, you parker eels keelan all this crossroads stuff so sounds like uh, you've made your choice
1: <laughs> the crossroads yeah we were all at a crossroads we didn't know but uh <laughs> Now the ink's dry. We're doing it another year, and I'm excited. Should be fun.
0: All right. Well, hey, I appreciate uh, taking the time. I know it's not officially your week, but if you did, you were number six one time, weren't you?
1: I was. That was my best national number. There you go.
0: Physical. So this kind of works. All right, buddy. Well, hey, I appreciate it. I know you got a busy weekend ahead of you there, so have fun there and uh, out in Chilliwack. Good luck when you get down here. I'll wave to you as we cross paths. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> man, we'll see you at round one.
1: Sounds good. Thanks, Bill.
0: All right. Thanks, man. Bye-bye.